92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Trust Talk Thursday show. So this is every third Thursday we get to chat with Lee Brovadani. She is known as the Trust Architect. She's a speaker. She is a workshop facilitator. She's a scuba diver, even a dry diver, I think is the term. Uh, she's also, and all of what she does is about trust, right? She's a trust architect. She's recognized as a, a top thought leader on trust by the organization Trust Across America. And she's an author. A couple of her latest books are Trust Me, Restore Belief and Confidence in an Uncertain World. Everybody should be reading this book right now. I also trusted secret lessons from an inspired leader. You can go to her website, thetrustarchitect.biz. Of course, get her books on Amazon. Uh, but welcome back to the show, Lee. How are you? I'm good. I'm in the middle of a move. We're moving from Philadelphia down to Savannah and then splitting our time between that and Nova Scotia. So I'm in the midst of boxes and moving and getting rid of things. And mm. Booker, quit groaning. I have oh, my dog definitely. behind me and he's uh, for some reason letting me I'm, know he's not thrilled about the move either. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's like, what's going on? What's the routine going on? is going to change. Yeah. yeah. But he'll have new places to sniff and pee on. You know, yeah, that's, exactly. And that's mm -hmm. what we all want in life. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> well, anyway, okay. you may hear some snores from two little doggies here. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Pippin, Pippin Hamish may say hi to Booker. You never know what could happen never on the show. Know. But, but uh, today's show, very, very important, talking about the education system. And I want to say restoring belief uh, and trust in uh, yeah. the administration. I know that they're battling. It's hard to get teachers. So trust is a big part of what's going on. I know yeah. it, it kind of goes hand in hand with our medical system too. I mean, frontline workers are exhausted. Teachers are exhausted. Parents are exhausted. Uh, there's a lot of homeschool schooling going on too, but we always talk about the five tenets of trust. So that's the core, the backbone of everything you do. Yes. And so when we look at the education system, the is it an industry? That's a weird thing to say, the education industry. I don't like that. That's not nice, but it's... It should. It feels like it should be a calling, but, you know, yeah. it also mm -hmm. feels like they should be paid what they're worth. And I think that would take us on a whole, whole other road because I think that good teachers are the foundation of society because if our children aren't educated properly, then what do they grow up to do? And mm -hmm. so in order to get the best, I think that they just have to be rewarded for the hard work that they do. So here's to all the teachers. I love you. Absolutely. Oh uh, yeah, we do too. <laughs> no, because 
that's what changes mm-hmm. the world. And yeah. it's especially teachers that inspire kids to, to think, Yeah, you know, not just mm-hmm. take knowledge and repeat it in a test, but to really take a hold of that knowledge. And I think it does come from also the leadership in, you know, an education, uh, you know, system, whether it's a school or a college. I mean, there's colleges are changing too. I mean, it costs a ton of money, but I think about the student, do I trust knowing that I'm going to be spending all my money on student loans for the rest of my life? Am I going to trust this college to fulfill my dreams, you know? And, and here's a wrench in the, in the works. I was talking to a friend of mine who was head of a department at one of the major universities in Canada. And she said that by the time they finish their four-year degree, the information they have is obsolete. Oh, wow. So, wow. you know, it's, it's, there's so much hmm. to consider. Do you trust that? So it has to be a new way of thinking that it's not, just the information they're learning it's teaching Mm -hmm. them how to learn so that they can go forward and constantly be right at the cutting edge of everything that's happening in the industry they choose Mm. so I think that you know education as far as trust and for those who haven't tuned in for a while do you mind if I go over the five c's I was going to say we should go over those yeah we should do that five Mm -hmm. tenets of trust so they're caring commitment consistency, competence, and communication. So I will trust someone more if I know that they genuinely care about me. And caring means, you Mm -hmm. know, it can be as simple as putting your phone down when you're talking to them so that you're not scrolling through texts while you're supposed to be having a conversation. Right. There's a lot of different examples for Mm -hmm. caring. Commitment means doing what you say you'll do. And Mm -hmm. it's easy to make a commitment when you first meet somebody and when you first commit to doing a task. But it's, you know, are you still committed to doing what you said you'd do after kind of the the bloom has fallen off the rose? Is that the same? Yes, I mean, that's yeah. the honeymoon's, the honeymoon's the over. The honeymoon's over, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you dipped so, your toes in the water and the water wasn't the feeling that you thought it was going to be. And you still said you'd jump in, so you jump in. So, okay, well, that's maybe We're not back a to good scuba diving. Why? Yeah. So the idea is to learn to swim. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and consistency. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like um, consistency has a lot to do with if I say something, then my actions should mm-hmm. mirror what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So that that's a consistency thing. So a lot of times when we think a person is a liar, it's because what they say and what they do are at odds. Mm-hmm. So being exactly. consistent and hiring somebody, I would rather have someone I remember when I was in HR, if I had someone who was a star at sometimes, you know, like they had this amazing stellar work and the next day it was complete crap. Mm. I that was a trust issue because I didn't know what to expect. And, and for people who are um, in administration and have a teacher and they're brilliant one day and not so brilliant the next, one of the things I always say to check is to see if there's some mental health, some stress issues, or some addiction mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. So consistency sometimes shows up in those in those ways if, if there's a problem with it. So caring, commitment, consistency, competence, mm-hmm. making sure that you can do what you say you can do. So having the skills. Um, it, you know, and they change our trust kind of changes according to the complexity of the task. If I am 
going in for really like heart surgery or brain surgery and the guy is maybe not a touchy feely warm kind of caring guy but he is super confident super competent I might be okay and trust yeah. him in that way so it really you know like you have to think about how they all fit together and the last one is communication can you mm. communicate all of the other ones can you show through your words actions and deeds which is all part of communication that you understand all of these and how they work together that's really huge for education I mean that is mm -hmm. I mean you think communication the teacher but the communication between you know the the leadership staff uh and the teachers the you know and the students you know it, it kind of has to be like a full circle I think yeah. in a school in a school setting and competence you know there's teachers that are brilliant minds especially professors and you know we've seen that on shows where you've got the wild and crazy professor who's going to teach you skill and to think but he may be having cocktails around the corner with your mom <laughs> You know, I just smiled recently because Lisa, if you've, if you've tuned into the show a few times, you'll know that Lisa and I were probably not the most, we were probably bright students, but probably not the most behaved students. And maybe Nancy was an angel. Yeah. And I still am. Yeah, yeah. right. You set a, a lot on fire. You and your brother stealing I, we did. cigarettes and donuts set the lot on fire. We set the vacant lot on fire. Okay, next that doesn't Jason sound Penny. like, you know, a really. Yeah. Hmm. I'm really thinking about this story about Nancy no. being really a well behaved kid because that does um, not like I it. am now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we, Once, took, we <laughs> took um matches and um cigarettes and we went in, we we're so smart we went in the vacant lot right next to where we took the cigarettes and matches from when the vacant lot and tried to light the cigarettes and burned our fingers threw down the matches and the cigarettes and the lot caught on fire so we ran home and when we got home we could hear fire engines and we're like uh oh <laughs> And you have, the next day you go back and you look you know so it is true. see typical criminal go back to the scene you go back and look and it really was hardly any damage at all there was mm. one part of the wooden fence that had a big black like smoke thing on it and then basically we cleared the weeds we did a fine job well you know and a controlled burn oh. is really good for a field so I nice. take it back. You were an excellent student. <laughs> so, but okay. So, what's the you know, goes, it's it goes back to the, to the scene of the crime. Now, a teacher mm -hmm. knowing, okay, there's a problem child that wants to act mm -hmm. out, which means, okay, am I delivering content, and yeah. am I giving them something? Because when we misbehave, you've got some brains going on. There's something. Mm -hmm. There's some, usually that well, while you're boredom, you're boredom. You're thinking. you're thinking, but you're bored and stuff is going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, and then there's the teachers. I know, Nancy, you were talking about the one last time on the show where mm -hmm. she, you know, the kid would throw a, a, pit, a peach pit and she turned around and, and you know, could throw it right <laughs> back at a, at a kid. So you wouldn't want to try and do something to a teacher that is also consistent in saying no, behave yourself kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Having, I don't, yeah, you, you have to have some strictness, right, as a teacher? Oh, sure. 
Yeah. And you have to be able to know how to um, manage the kids in a way that there isn't corporal punishment, you know, like right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true. That's that's not funny. When we were young, like, honestly, um, the strap was still allowed. So if you misbehaved, there was the threat of going to the Mm -hmm. principal's office and they had Mm -hmm. this horrible piece of leather (laughs) that was like a quarter inch thick. I remember it because it had a stripe on each end (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they would come and they would hit it on the table first just to intimidate you. Right. Well, in the one, you got it across the palm of your hand. In the one high school I went to, uh, the, I'm going to go say headmaster, but it's principal in this country. Um, He had footprints painted on the floor and handprints so that you would have to bend over. Now think about that today. You would have to bend over, no matter if you're wearing a mini skirt or not, with your feet on the footprints you have. Everyone could see your fanny. On the floor. And he had ping pong table um, tennis thingies. And that's paddles. That's what he used if he was going to smack. Okay, somebody. now he would be arrested that, as a profile. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, what I'm about the nuns putting my hands under cold water and then getting the ruler out and whacking your knuckles? Well, that's bad. Wow. Don't talk to me about fat fingers. Everyone who knows when I text, it's terrible. So I blame the nuns. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, you're so going to get in trouble. I'm going to so get in trouble. <laughs> but no, but there is consistency in like, don't try and get away with something with this teacher. It doesn't have to be a complete grouch, but hey, we're here to learn. We can still have fun. But if you misbehave, mm-hmm. there's a consistent, your communication be strong, but you have to kind of back up your words, right? If you say, okay, you're going to detention, you can't be wishy-washy about it. You're going to detention, right? Yeah. yeah and you know, one teacher I had, I always thought this was incredibly funny and I liked him as a teacher because he was smart, he was cute, and he was funny. He was a biology teacher and he put a mask, like his face is here. And on the back, he had like this little mask with two eyes. <laughs> and it just said, I'm watching. And so whenever he turned away from the class, you'd see these two eyeballs watching you. It was pretty realistically done and it was funny. Yeah. It and worked. humor works. You know, like who was your favorite teacher, Lisa? And why did you trust him? <laughs> Mr. Vickstrom. <laughs> well um do you remember any other names (laughs) listen I went to 16 schools um there were some teachers that were good but I wouldn't say that nah there was one at the end it was our vice president vice principal Mm. and he was a history teacher and he like you can get away with anything like he was a pain in the butt and then the the one teacher home teacher that we had Mr. Porquita uh he was pretty cool because he would go outside and have a cigarette and we're all like going are we going to steal his cigarettes so that was you know but he was laid back and let us think and communicate like have discussions to understand something um but at the end it was the vice principle that I liked because he turned it I got into history and he was a history teacher and before I thought he was really boring but when I got back on the from the tour with Nancy and had been through all these historic sites 
it I had changed and so I could mm -hmm. appreciate him better so I don't know if that's actually a good one but nah <laughs> I had my it was for me it was it my happen. grade nine teacher it was mm -hmm. and he's you know it's interesting because up in Canada he just received um an award for 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 excellence because he he left teaching and he became a news reporter and he writes oh. articles and um it's it's he was a drama teacher and an English teacher so he oh. writes about all the movies and he publishes in the Hollywood press or whatever anyways plus he's in in Calgary but he was you know I look back and I think my gosh he was we were in grade nine so we thought he was old he was probably 22 oh yeah exactly no no but that's that's what I'm thinking now about the old man the teachers I thought were old were are no yeah I'm a granny and and he was just mm. this cool guy and he but he was so innovative at teaching that it didn't matter what he was teaching you wanted to go to his class and and all from my perspective all he had to do to discipline you is say well that that's disappointing and it was like oh wow oh i disappointed uh, mr hobson no, his name no. was louis hobson hmm. and uh so louis if you're listening there you're still my favorite teacher oh. but <laughs> disappointing's bad yeah yeah, yeah. If you have a crush on the teacher and they do that, that's even worse. Well, I, I never had a crush teacher. on him. He had, but he used to do things like if he misbehaved, like he he knew everybody so well mm. that if he heard voices and tittering and everything, he'd turn around and hit you with a piece of chalk. Like sometimes you'd get oh boy, a piece of chalk alongside the head, and he'd say, "Quit talking. I'm you know I'm mm. trying to teach a lesson." And all of us, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got caught. You, you weren't even angry. It was just like, oh, it's funny. It's funny. How, how much do you think of, you know, what teachers do to connect with kids and how a classroom works? I mean, that is leadership, right? That is yeah, absolutely total mm -hmm. leadership. And you're leading people who have never been taught about leadership. You don't know what's going on in their home life. What They, they haven't been told, don't mm -hmm. bring your you know, your laundry to school, you don't know what's going on at all. And, or maybe you do start to know, but they're managing a bunch of kids mm -hmm. and they're not fully formed yet in their brains, but they're forming and you're part of that formation. Yet at the same time, like the kids, what they're being taught and how they make the most out of it. And they have to be taught to make the most out of it. Yeah. That transfers to how they handle work situations right so it's kind of that it's it's the beginning of everything like when you're in school that's like the same thing as being in an office culture well and if you look at the hierarchy of the education system you can tell what schools which schools are run properly because of the it, it trickles down to how well the the children are learned are learning because mm -hmm. the teachers are supported and the management is always making sure that you know like they're getting the extra courses and they're getting the the um, professional development days that that they need and they're fighting for the teachers and when you, you it, it's the same thing it, like it, it just absolutely floors me that people think that children can live within all this trauma and still learn mm. so the fact that you know like 
we talked a little bit about it, and I'm not going to take that off ramp about um, safety in schools, but the kids have to trust mm -hmm. that if they're at school, they're going to be okay. And so there needs to be some real thought put into can children trust their environment? Can children trust their teacher? Can they trust that if they're in a situation and they're bullied, will someone listen to them? They need, mm -hmm. you know, like there's so much trust that has to exist between not just the teachers and the administration, but the teachers and the children. Because I think of the teachers that I loved, and there was a deep trust. I also think of the teachers that, like Mrs. Bai, who's been dead so long, so I can say her name, but she was a bully. And no one trusted her because if she was in a bad mood, you knew that she would do things and she would then lie about it. Like she slapped one kid and the child went and reported it to the parent. And then she screamed at the child you're lying I didn't do that you take it back and wow it was wild that's crazy yeah that's, that's crazy I think too the kids have to feel they're actually getting whether they're enjoying the, mm -hmm. the course they're taking or or and the teacher that they're getting something of value that they're yeah. going to use to better themselves I know that sounds a bit maybe depending on the age of the child, but you know, if you're gonna sit and listen to somebody for um, an hour to maybe four or five hours a day, it's gotta bring some value to you. You have to either have fun while you're doing it, we have to have a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Or, or it has to resonate with you in some way. Otherwise you are gonna start throwing things at the teacher. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and I've heard some of those those stories, but, you know, you have a teacher that um, has the trust of the kids and that there's a deep caring, but there's just so much involved. I, you know, I've talked mm. to people who've taught in. Um, what's the, the term underfunded underfunded? Oh, yeah, under, yeah. Mm -hmm. And some of the things like they go in with a lot of high ideals. And they trust that, you know, the skills that they've learned and they're going to be able to impart that. But they get into those situations and the kids are so traumatized that they're, they're not in a position to learn. And so mm -hmm. all of those high ideals kind of go by the wayside. So mm -hmm. trust is, I think, essential, not just for... 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.
teachers, but for the children to feel like they, they are in an environment where they can trust that they're cared for, you know, someone's consistent and competent. Sometimes it's the only time that they have that consistency and, and the, you know, the communication exactly. and see all of those positive examples. Yeah, and well, I think also the principals are important too, because well, the teacher could go in and I know teachers that are buying their own products, like yeah. the, their own mm -hmm. books, pens, papers, you know, that kind of thing. And you see that happen. And then you go to the principal who may be, a not so nice one. And that's a really difficult situation yeah. too. And I think that's part of what's going on right now in our education system is we have a lack of teachers. We have a lot of substitute teachers who don't have the full credentials, not saying that they're bad, but they've done a lot of learning online. And then all of a sudden now you're in a classroom. A lot of what you've talked, we both talked about is classroom dynamics. Mm -hmm. A lot of times because of COVID, a yeah. lot of things are being done online and you do somehow have to, your communication has to jump so much further when you're communicating online versus in person, yeah. especially for kids. And especially, you know, there's also the trust and communication between the teacher and the parent. And sometimes that could be one of yeah. the hardest things because yeah. their kids, it's, it's kind of like us doing pet sitting. <laughs> That's it. You have to trust mm -hmm. us in your home and with your, your, your pet who's your baby, mm -hmm. right? And I'm not saying kids are pets, everybody. It's just, you know, we have to have some lightheartedness here. But you are, and it's like, okay, we're going to put our kids in this school. And sometimes people go for it and spend oodles of money on schools, private schools. And you have to do all the muckety-muck social crud, you know, to get your kid in this school. The kid doesn't care. I just want to play with paper airplanes. Who knows? But there's this communication and trust. So the teacher and the parents have to have that um, trust with each other. And the parents have to have the trust from the teacher that the teacher trusts that, you know, when Johnny goes home with the schoolwork to get his homework mm -hmm. done, that he's in a supportive background or environment at home so he can do his homework. Because yeah. sometimes that environment is out the window too. It's like, you know, how many kids mm -hmm. go home to an empty house? A lot. You know, and, and I have taken a lot of online courses. And after two hours, my brain shuts off. Like, I, you know, like you're staring yeah. at the screen for a couple of hours. And yeah. I might do that um, once a week. Like when I was taking my certification for my doula certification, mm -hmm. it was once a week. It was a two-hour class. And at the end of the two hours, I was yeah, I was so tired. And that was one day a week. And now, we're, you know, during COVID, we were expecting kids to be on for six, seven hours a day. Like, that's a lot. That's unrealistic. Well, and especially like movement wise in a classroom, yeah. you know, you do kind of mess with each other a little bit here and there and throw things here, and skip things along the floor. Yeah. And you have recess time that you go out and come back. You have lunch, we go out, you come back and you have different personalities in each class. That is not the same as staring at the screen. No, yeah, no, there's all of the interaction. There's no interaction, which is half of the fun of going to school. Yeah. And I was talking to some teachers and they, um, I was talking to a teacher and she said she had to um, call the parents because 
what was going on behind the student. Like there was there was times <laughs> when the, the parents wouldn't have clothes and they'd be walking in the background. Yes. So, you know, you have to trust your parents are going to get dressed or you're not going to be embarrassed in front of all your friends. So parents are walking around. Hey, let's have another glass of wine. Teacher, yeah. do you want one? <laughs> it's mimosa time. Yeah, but you know, there's, yeah, you know, and this goes back to the village, I think. And I think a lot of parents um, have their group of parent and kid friends, you know, like little mini communities within a school where the kids do things together, the parents got to know each other, whether they like each other really or not. They're like, it's mm -hmm. barbecue time, it's good for the kids, let's all do that. And, you know, that's when you take your Portovino wine thing and you hide it. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have kids, but mm -hmm. I do know what it's like to learn and um, have that community, that village, because that's where I think trust really goes in there. If some something goes down, when you have a community that's strong together, and it doesn't mean like you talked about being competent, it doesn't mean you have to really like that person, but they're competent. So they're part of the community. So mm -hmm. they need to be welcomed you just don't have to coddle them and they, they don't want to be coddled those kind of people, you know, but they do need to be there and be part of it because when stuff goes down, you're all there together and you can all rise up and help each other versus if you're on the, on your own, you're screwed. So trust to me is that like you talk about the five tenets of trust. It's a circle to me. And that's when it comes to kids, the teachers, the parents, the leadership of the school. And even when we go to a you know, community looking at what happens with school funding, kids wanna know that an actual community mm -hmm. that they're in, that they're looking to buy a home when they get out, they're looking to maybe open a business and hire people or be hired. Who is gonna be your next wave of employees in a company? Yes. Mm -hmm. So when we look at in, in putting money into schools, there's a trust in that. You know, you want to put a, a skateboard park in this in a town for the kids in the school, get them involved in projects. It's it's a community trust thing to me, because if you don't give kids an outlet, they will take their skateboards in your quaint little historic downtown. Mm -hmm. They will. And and it will bug your guests going into your pretty little store. But if you as a shopkeeper didn't invest in the school and the taxes for that and the funding of kids, whether or not you have kids, you're going to have a problem. So I look at trust being the entire community, because if you don't have kids in your community, well, then you have a retirement home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which and is a whole other form of kids. Well, it's true. <laughs> Because everybody wants to play and have a good time in the pool. I do. But I always think I was just reading that, you know, now I've got the ideal situation. I don't have to go to school. I don't have to work. I can play all day. I can have naps when I want to. Chocolate cake. Yeah. So, you know, like, honestly, I think um, we just have to get through childhood and teenage years so that we can have our toddler phase when we're like adults. Adults. Yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> can can you imagine what it must be like to have like some of the classrooms in like areas like in california classroom could have 40 kids in it can you imagine 40 different personalities mm -hmm. and you're supposed to stand up there in front of them and turn your back if you're going to write on the chalkboard 
Mm. And you're supposed to teach in a, in a manner that all those kids can assimilate, understand, and behave. Yeah, I, I can't. I mean, and then, you know, the bell rings, out goes those 40, and here comes another 40, right. a new set of 40. That's a lot of personalities. Yeah, because the personalities and every kid takes in things mm -hmm. differently. Is it, you know, through their ears? Yeah. Is it, you know, are they, you know, have the visual? Everybody, some are just completely cerebral. Everybody's a little different in how they mm -hmm. take knowledge. But but I do, I, I think trust is such a huge factor. I know, Lee, you do workshops and go into companies. Do you ever go into like school systems or even to a community meeting, like a town hall mm -hmm. meeting? You know, it's like even the, you know, the head of schools <laughs> for this country, like, oh, I, yeah. I've got to stop because I was about to say something politically relevant. Yes. <laughs> you know, what, what, usually if I'm speaking in front of um, educators, it's at a conference. So I'll be brought in to speak at like for, what is it? It's called um, Association of School Board Officials. Okay. And so I'll talk about trust and how to build it and how to grow it and then get into it. Here's what I find really interesting. There's a lot of times when I'll go in. So I've got the heads of a lot of the different schools or the uh, associations and I'll get them to do an assessment on what do they think is the areas of trust that need to be worked on. And I've had people say, oh, I don't want to do that. We've had problems recently and it will just bring up um, it will just bring it to the attention again, and it's just been calmed down. So I'm not maybe explaining it very well, but they're, but the, what they're basically saying is, I don't want to know that there's any problems because then people will expect us to do something. Well, I can see that in a lot of different industries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I really so can. if I go in, I want to say, let's, let's look at it from a positive. If you're willing to look at the areas that need to be improved, mm -hmm. then you can start working on them. But exactly. if you don't acknowledge the areas that need to be worked on, they're going to stay exactly the way they yeah, are, you, which you're is actually, lucky and doesn't work. Yeah, you actually don't have any control then. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't be in control and not have responsibility. Yeah. So I wonder, it's kind of a two-handed thing. If you want to take control, you better be responsible. Like, I remember reading some of the school papers that Lisa would bring home. And 98% of the time, I'm like, oh, that's good. That's well written. That makes sense. But there were a couple I'm like, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'd have to go and say to the teacher, like, one, the mimeograph sheet, she sent them that, I forget what century, but Jewish people, the Jewish diaspora was the end of Jewish people across the world. Oh, like, they disappeared off the face they of the dis earth. Yeah, they dis that's exactly thousands, how Hundreds of thousands of Jews disappeared, disappeared, disappeared off, off the face of 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Of the earth. I'm like, yeah. wow, I missed that in history class. <laughs> now that was that just one. one of those that, yeah. That was I, so weird. That was, that was and then you saw her at ladies night. 
Um, yeah, that, and now I'm like, this is just getting a little bit but, too weird. <laughs> but you so have to talking about the was she talking about um, the Holocaust? I mean, they did disappear off the face of the earth because they were well, but you but know what I mean. You don't. That's not how you it, teach the kids. way it was I mean, yeah. said. Is was basically mm -hmm. you would come away the impression that there is no more Jewish. People. Like somebody waved a wand They're all and that gone. Was that. That's they it. All, like without giving the historical context yeah. and everything. Yeah, like they were in a boat and they all rode off the edge, and that would make the because the world is flat. flat because <laughs> the earth is flat. But, the but earth is flat. To, and there went the Jewish. There are situations, and you'll go as a parent to the the principal and the teacher and say, "Hey, let's revisit this because it's confusing to kids." Mm -hmm. And there's got to be like a trust again, going back to, "Hey, you guys are going to fix this." And maybe they'll just talk to it and they'll say, okay, we'll just scratch that page out for next year. But they haven't really addressed it or really fixed mm -hmm. to make it really move forward. Like what you were talking about. And I think there's a trans, I mean, I know that's why they have the PTA and it's more than cookies and bake, bake sales. Mm -hmm. That is part of why you have the PTA. Yeah. Um, but it is about transparency. And I think transparency and trust go hand in hand in a very interesting way, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's, there's, I, I just you don't want everything to be transparent. Like you do not want me to be wearing a well, secret okay, dress no. <laughs> to school. Okay. That oh, might be then. too much transparency, but yes, you know, there's no trust in that. No, I just remember um, teachers who would try and say, oh, well, you can't teach children that, that, that will upset them. And what I found with my kids is that um, if they asked a question, I would answer it, even if it was something that you'd go, oh, okay, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this. But but if they're asking, they already have an idea of what it right. is, you know. And and I apologize to anyone who's offended by this, but I, this was our son when he came home and he was ten years old, and he we're sitting at the supper table. And of course, my husband was on a business trip because he he, he missed some of these questions. And Phil said, so mom, what's a blowjob? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. That's so <laughs> I explained what it is. And and he, he just had this look like, ew. <laughs> and then he said, um, his, his best friend, Josh, came from a very, very religious family. And he said, why can't you just be like Josh's mom and tell me it's none of my business? <laughs> oh, funny. see, but then you, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. But what I said to him is, okay, Phil, mm. so here's why I don't do that because I know you and your friends and I know that you didn't know what it meant and you were saying things like, oh, go get a, yeah. and, and you, if you said that in front of the teachers mm. and you yeah. don't know what it means, how would you feel afterwards because you had been saying that and he went okay well i guess it's good you told me then mm -hmm. so i always think that it doesn't matter if you're uncomfortable as a parent and and even to the point where i used to have friends who used to say i can't believe that you actually call the the the, the little dewey on a boy a penis in front of your children <laughs> What are you gonna do? No, see, I mean, what do you? Don't start me, because like this is that's where all the different terms. It's like people who teach kids goo goo gaga 
for yeah, us. Yeah, it was like, that well, but that's the name of it. One day and you have to sit like, down and say, listen, what, they what say does it? Google Gaga mean? You have to now de-Google Gaga your child, right. you know, and they yeah. don't know, but I think it's that confusing. transparency. Well, okay, so I didn't know what a blowjob was either. <laughs> But so I'll tell day, you later. I'll tell you later. <laughs> no, but listen, Nancy had a, a barbecue oh and I God. said, oh, I've got a new joke. I got a new joke. I stood up and told the new joke to Nancy's horror. And I didn't know why everybody I, thought it was funny. I thought one part was funny, but I had no idea what I said. And I wasn't was allowed bad. to do joke time unless I told Nancy after this. I stood up and I said, what did the hurricane say to the, uh, the coconut tree? Hold on to your nuts. This is going to be one hell of a blowjob. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's funny. It funny. But boy, but I get in trouble. It and was she's like, do you so know? embarrassing. I said, I, yeah. I just remember going, I'm sorry, I said nuts, mom. You go, yeah, and she thought it's the word nuts. Because, I because we were, I, which still um, isn't funny. I just thought I got to say nuts. Yeah, because <laughs> to a whole bunch of people, you weren't allowed. happy. Lisa was in different schools in different countries, and in the one, you couldn't call another kid a nut. Oh yeah, that's like that saying, was a that was. It's like, like remember, our so she's thinking Lynn, it's really so funny. You can't say it's it's absolutely mental. You've gone yes. mental. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, but the whole thing, the, the reason I gave the, the, the kind of the story about <laughs> Phil is that then I went on to say, this is why you need to know. You don't want to say anything about it. Like now you understand what it is. Mm. Now you know that it's not appropriate to say that in front of, you know, in front of people. And here's why. Or, you know, honestly, if they're talking, if, if the three <laughs> little boys were talking, you don't have any control or three little girls or, you know, when they're that age, if they can get a rise out of you, they'll, they might do it, but at mm. least they understand what they're saying. And I've always felt that you give children credit for being intelligent. And then if mm. you talk to them and let them know, here's why we don't talk about that. Here's what it means. And here's mm -hmm. why people might be upset about it trust them to use their best judgment well exactly. and it's embarrassing if you're at a certain age where everybody else knows but you don't know yeah then it's really mm -hmm. embarrassing yeah so yeah. and i know people are not going to agree with me and that's mm -hmm. okay and i mm -hmm. completely respect the fact that if you don't want children to know those terms <laughs> don't invite know. me to your barbecue yeah. Don't, invite, Don't Lisa. invite Lisa to your barbecue. <laughs> but no, but I love this because it is, it's, it's educational and they'll somewhat grasp, they won't grasp it as much as when you're adult, right? But they're already in that mode now of responsibility. You've now learned this word. Yeah. I remember when I first learned the F word, I thought it was yeah. cool until like I realized all the different connotations and negative and and I remember going, yeah, when mom's not around, I'm going to say it a whole bunch. And then it was like, oh, okay, now it's kind of boring, you know? And then yeah. you know that once you've know and your parents know you know, now you can't get away with using it because you've been told. Yes. There, ignorance is bliss at times when you're a kid. So you just took his little bliss away. Yes. <laughs> well, and you did it because then he has part to of growing up. in front of your teacher and, mm -hmm. and he knows then the teacher says, oh, you know, Phil said this. And you can say, I've taught him that word. He will be reprimanded for that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because he's been told. 
Now, if it's the first time, then you say, okay, now you have to do the first time all, you know, but yeah. um, it's a, it's an interesting thing, but it is part of that. You, you want that trust. It's like mm-hmm. when, if you wear a weird dress, <laughs> your husband doesn't tell you that's a weird looking dress. Okay. we're back to that again right? <laughs> it's honesty it's about being honest and you you mm-hmm. hope your teachers and those in the community have that but always a fun discussion yeah <laughs> hopefully a- you know and and it'll be interesting I'd love to hear from people who are listening what are some of the things that are absolutely no, I would never give my children that explanation. I don't trust that they have that. And, and the, part of it is their age and stage. I don't trust that they have the maturity yeah. to understand what I need to right. tell them. So if, if Philip would have been like five years old, I might have given, given him a different, different. explanation. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really interested in finding out what are the trust things. What are the no-nos? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And at education and with the teachers. And what do you expect of the education for your family in order well, to trust. What used to be like when I was growing up and what is now for kids um, with social media, with television, radio, plus computers, online classes, it's a totally different world. Mm. And what, what you see on television, what is X-rated, R-rated and all that, you know that your kids see some of the things they're not intended to see. They know yeah. how to work remote. They know how to get past things. I mean, some of the funniest things is like on websites. If you go into a website that has alcohol, it says, are you 18? Are you old enough to drink? Are you 21? <laughs> when you're 16, yes you know how to know. know. Yes, yeah, I, yes I, absolutely. Um, so that's really going to keep a kid out, you know? So it, it's really kind of lame. You know, yeah. so if you don't teach a child when you think it's appropriate to teach them, start a little earlier possibly than you think so that you have done your best to help your child. Yeah. And yourself through these things that are going to crop up, not if, when they crop it up, is, as they is, will. It is really um, exactly that. It, it is about consistency, confidence, all of that. Mm-hmm. Caring is about putting boundaries and teaching those boundaries. So right. everyone, again, keep up with Lee. She's here every third mm-hmm. Thursday for our Trust Talk. Go to thetrustarchitect.biz. Keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thanks so much, Lee. Have a good Thanks, time and, and you. watch your language. <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Nancy. Take care. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash try.